Everybody, welcome to another episode of You Wouldn't Download a Podcast. Uh, today we have a very special guest on pod. We have Dylan from Cloud Nothings. Dylan, thank you for joining us. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm very excited. I just, uh, I think yesterday I listened to it, the uh, that cover from the, uh, the covers comp, the Car Park 21st anniversary covers comp. Uh, yeah. You did uh, the Speedy Ortiz villain, dude. That shit fucking rips well thank you yeah your ex-guest uh speedy ortiz (laughs) friend of the pod previous (laughs) guest of the pod pod, yeah sadie was our whole uh our whole connection i was like all right you know what it would be great to have dylan on i know sadie can make that happen let me shoot a little dm and see if there's any interest (laughs) she did it yeah from across the apartment She's yeah. sitting on a couch. I was on another couch, and she said, "Do you want to do a podcast?" And I was like, "They could email me, I guess." Yep. And then you emailed me, <laughs> yeah, and here we are, behind the scenes, behind the scenes for the people behind who, the veil, yeah. folks. This is sorry how we, make, that happens. we make the magic happen. Sorry to burst everybody the knows how to uh, how to book you now. How easy it is. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to ask Sadie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah DM Sad Thirteen uh, <laughs> yeah, f- to to book Dylan. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing I'm concerned about, though. Like, I worry. So Sadie was safe to ask to see if you would come on because she had already come on the pod. But it's like it's hard to ask someone that's friends with someone that you want to come on if they haven't guested yet because then they're like why aren't they asking me to guest on the pod mm, that's, that's true. true awkward yeah. it can become complicated be yeah. tough stuff why didn't you ask sadie but, uh, twice honestly uh, if sadie's there you should have, you she have can jump back, back on <laughs> yeah, if she is. There, yeah. Might, we, uh, she's in the basement like singing <laughs> you might hear her. <laughs> we haven't had any recurring guests we actually had the the only recurring guest we had was actually on accident we uh <laughs> we were recording an episode and someone who had previously been on the pod was in the discord and we were recording through discord and they got brought into the channel yes. accidentally uh, during the recording. So we had a, that was Dustin Wong and he's a homie. He's the only <laughs> recurring, recurring guest so far, but also it, like from that car park, like area, you know, he was in he like, is, yeah, his ponytail. Yeah. Yeah, ponytail. So great band. We have a lot of. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Huge I think about that band all the time. Yeah, that I saw them play like once in Cleveland growing up, and it was I just remember it like so clearly. They're so good. The, I don't know the drummer. Great. I forget who the drummer is, but he was insane. Yeah, such a good mm-hmm. drummer. 
but yeah the like anyway. the art rock vibe was so fucking on point that was like you know i mean that was kind of when ponytail was blowing up that was kind of when cloud nothings hit it too right like 2009 mm, 2000 they, i guess they were probably a little bit before me because i saw them when i was in high before. school still yeah but mm. they opened for yay sir <laughs> Damn. Uh, which you know Amber, um, yeah. and then yeah the rest is history for both bands <laughs> i feel like the the first time i heard of cloud nothings was i think it was 2012 or 2011 and i was on tumblr and i think stay useless was just about to drop and i'd never <laughs> heard of it at all i was like very much i was in this like weird phase in high school so like right when i was like finishing up high school I was like, became one of those people that just hung out with people that only listened to like dad rock for a little bit. So I was just completely disconnected from like a lot of what was going on in music until like as soon as I started college. And I remember I like was on Tumblr because everyone told me to make a Tumblr. And that song came out and it kind of opened the floodgates for me a little bit because I was like, oh shit, I wonder where there's like more music like this, etc. Um, so it's like a little bit of a special place in my heart that like one specific song, like playing it on the Tumblr, like media player for the first yes. time. I think it had just been released. Wow. What was yeah. your Tumblr page? Uh, Did you have your own? I don't even remember what it was called. I think, I think it was just like a username. It wasn't super big. <laughs> well, I, just, I guess I meant what was your username? Yeah, I don't know. I, if think, you it had, was, like, I think it was, I think it was paint. Page. I think it was paint by function. Ooh. I think that's what it was. Like paint Abstract. by number. Like some sort of weird like a high play on that. Joke. Yeah, yeah yes. it kind of sucked. But, you know, so back <laughs> then, I mean, it's not it's not any better now. My Instagram username is like wipe your docs off. So I feel like I haven't nailed the, uh, the, in, the username thing yet. But one day, well, maybe. Jacob, Jacob's kind of burying the lead because they're not revealing their secret uh, Twilight GIF set uh, Tumblr account that they probably had. That that's had, true uh 500k followers and stuff like that it's okay you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, yeah but i mean i spent a lot of time converting those gifs um i know but i'm not going to drop save, the username save for web one. yeah that's my, uh, for web command got a lot of use <laughs> my partner like dug up my old tumblr and i always threatened that i'll delete it and she's like no you have to leave it but it's literally <laughs> just like you know like wes anderson like JPEGs reblogged, yeah, <laughs> and like uh, <laughs> I don't know, some like yeah. blurb I wrote about the mountain goats or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. But yeah, man, I think the first time I, I think the first time I saw you play was like, so I went to college in Orlando, and you know, Orlando is like a weird place. Uh, that's sure. where I met Emily Rio. She's also from there. Oh, yeah. Also, another car park connection. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I think I saw you play at Will's pub in like 2012. That sounds right. Yeah. The, and, I don't remember. The only venue, I can't remember what Will's pub. Does it have like a, like a hole in the floor? Probably. <laughs> Is that the place? <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I'm trying I to mean, think of what it was. I there's forget. like a front room where like the merch would be set up. Oh, I do like remember this table. place. 
Yeah, yeah and then there's a, everyone, a side room. Dude, that show was actually really fucked up because we had a friend of ours, like an old friend of our drummers show up and was like, do you guys want to smoke weed or whatever? And we were like, okay. Um, we walked down the street from high. Will's Pub. That's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Famous turns last out, words. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it turns out everyone smokes it. And the guy goes, oh, by the way, that was like Spice. Mm-hmm. which Whoa, like really messes you up for a second yeah so like going we walked over to like play the show that was what we were doing and everyone was just like really tripped out and freaked out so you were high we were very high and so you, did a captain, you did a captain beef heart set instead yeah no, like, oh, that was what a lot of 2012 was for us honestly yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy <laughs> it I smoked spice accidentally like that year, probably also, or maybe like a year before at like my friend's apartment. And this girl was like, this girl we knew her like dad was there. And he was like one of those dads that like smokes weed with like her, like the kid's friends and shit, like cool dad or whatever. <laughs> and he had like a joint at this apartment. And we're like in college. It's like, whoa, it's weird. And I smoked this joint with him and it was spice. And I was like, I don't know, man, I feel weird everything's like hot <clears throat> like i feel like very like yeah it's not a good in, feeling in my ears <laughs> did you yeah. know that's what was happening though or was it like no, did no. you say it after yeah a- i don't like i don't I was, like the after that's it's that's like icing rude. someone but it's so much worse oh it's <laughs> spicing yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> <spicing>. <laughs> you spice someone you have to get that you get down on your knees and you have like a seizure <laughs> oh my god uh well that's like funny because it's like not long after that, like I ended up living in New York and I lived like, I don't know, a couple blocks, like maybe like a 10, 15 minute walk to like market hotel and right by market hotel up the street is the big boy, the famous, uh, the famous like cheap cigarette bodega at Myrtle Broadway, where there was like a spice epidemic and like mm-hmm. everybody was like walking like zombies. They were calling it like like the intersection of zombies or something. It was like all over the news in like mm-hmm. 2015. Mm-hmm. And then uh Big Boy got busted and for selling spice. And then there was like permanently cops at that at that intersection. And it's like where the the J and the M train are. So Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pretty big intersection in Brooklyn. Dude, it was huge. It was like Big boy. Who's Big Boy? Like the the member no of one knows. <laughs> or some other big I, no, no relation. No relation. Okay. I wish. Yeah. It's Just Big Boy guy. Deli. It's oh, yeah, it's the actually. name of the store. Okay. It's the name of yeah. yeah, it's the name of the deli. Uh it's it was like known as like the cheap like, you know, the 750 cigarette spot, like not far from Market Hotel, you know. Big Boy has to issue a, a statement saying he denounces the the selling Big of the spice. Yeah. I got the spice ones besmirching the namesake. <laughs> I got spice at a party in Boston. It was like a Halloween God. party, in and it was like specifically really, really, really cold at the time. Uh, like way too cold for normal Halloween. Like people had to wear like winter jackets over their Halloween costume, and so I'm on this roof and this dude who's a friend of a friend was like, do you guys want to smoke? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then like me and my friend took a couple of hits and then he was like, it's spice. And I'm like, no fucking way. And I think I like literally just like in my head at that point, I was like, I'm going to get fucked up. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home like 10 minutes later because I wasn't feeling good. My friend was going to go home. I sit down on the stoop outside and I'm like, I'm going to throw up. And so I throw up all over the stoop 
And it's so cold. I mean, I don't clean it up because the, the lift driver gets just right there. And I'm like, thank God, like I threw it before I got in the car. I go back to my friend's house a couple of days later. It's frozen solid. It looks like an amber of just vomit. <laughs> you didn't clean it up stoop. and your friend didn't clean it up. Nobody no, cleaned it up. They just walked around. It was on the side. Like I tried really hard not to get it right in the walkway of like the stoop outside. But it was just like this amber that was there for a while. Cause it was so wow. cold for it just wouldn't melt. You know what was I mean? this in Boston or Gainesville? It was in Boston. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You never <laughs> get that cold there? in Gainesville. You yeah, know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I should ask. Rumor I'll has it it's, it's frozen there to this day. Uh, archaeologists <laughs> will discover it in a hundred years. And they added it to the, the Boston walking tour, like the history one. Yeah. 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 The Freedom <laughs> Tour. What's going on here? This is the, uh, the actual origin of COVID-19. Oh, God. <laughs> Fermented. We started in Boston, guys. Listen, mm-hmm. we, we, we can't we can't bring up COVID nineteen too much because when we had Sadie on the pod, <laughs> I believe Sadie already told us all your funny quarantine stories. Oh, really? Which puts we you don't at have disadvantage. Any funny stories, man. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing funny going on. Yeah. We can talk about well, COVID Sa- if you want. <laughs> Sadie, Sadie was on the pod. It was like a delayed episode. Like we recorded it. I, I want to say in May, and then. We ceased uh, putting episodes out for a while in the summer uh, amidst all of the um, protests and things. Uh, Mm. And then we aired Sadie's episode, I want to say, in like September. But we we talked to her at a much different time in the quarantine. Like we're here in New York. And at that time, shit was like definitely still hitting the fan. But I feel like now we're almost full circle where shit's about to hit the fan again. So it's like, it's been an interesting ride up and down of mm-hmm. shit. I'm just like going back into lockdown mode where I'm not fucking going anywhere for a while. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of where we're so. at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I keep and, having to do like interviews with random people for uh, just like, like regular press. Mm-hmm. And they'll always be like, so will you be like nostalgic about this time of like, you know, <laughs> being able to work on music? I'm just like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, I won't. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah, yeah there's, I want to get rid of it. I want to just stop thinking about it as soon as possible. Yeah. I think every musician has had the same exact uh, opinion about that. It, it's easy to romanticize. Oh, yes, we're going to be Bonnie Vare and lock ourselves inside and record an album. But like, it's. Bonnie Vare not- wasn't hiding from like a. He was just I hiding from a midlife he, crisis, not he like was a just serious pandemic. From a, from a liver infection his dad or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I get it. Like there's nothing to do. Like you've been pretty prolific. Like you did a, a whole quarantine album and now you have another album coming and you're like doing press, I guess, for singles and shit that's coming out. But it's like, yeah, you, you worked on something and you put it out, but then doing the whole press behind it, it's like, well, there's not much to say. We're fucking trapped. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even that it's like making the record taste like, or at least for us, it was just emailing some shit back. It took like a couple of weeks so then it's like, there's all these other days where I've just like done nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So I'm just, I'm ready to be done with those days. Did you guys go yeah. postal service on it? Just send the, send the stems back and forth? That's what we did. Yeah. Hell yeah. For, uh, <laughs> Who's the other guy? Ben Gibbard and uh, Jimmy Tamborello from Jimmy Tamborello. Jimmy Tamborello. Man. What a good old Jimmy. Good, yeah. Good Jimmy. Big Friends boy. call him James is what I've heard. James Tamborello. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I fucked with those D&Tel records. I was really into those. 
I think I like those uh, too. There's a DNTL remix of maybe Stay Useless actually. It's like a Mega Memory era song. Yeah. I never That's pretty sick. I never met him. I don't even know how it happened, but there's a DNTL remix. Well, you gotta send him a letter. That's that's the only way to get in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you should have. I don't know. It's fucked up that they didn't reach out to you for those uh, that postal service auditions, like comedy video that they just re- like did another one of after ten years. I didn't even see that, dude. It's pretty funny. We talked about it with uh, Spencer Fox from Charlie Bliss a couple weeks ago, but it's a. Uh, I'd say check it out. They did. They did one in like. 2013. Whenever they did the uh, the reunion tour or whatever. Uh, and it was like, it was pretty funny. It was like, they had, uh, John Worcester from super chunk do some of his like best show Denny rock character. And, uh, they had like the one, then they had like Tom DeLong was in it and, uh, homie from, uh, guns and roses, just a bunch of people. So they did it again. Uh, your right homie from guns old- and roses. Slash, no, no, no. your friend Slash, <laughs> your buddy Slash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff went to high school with Slash. Pretty cool. Uh, that's sick. Yeah, I knew he was young. <laughs> He's so uh, young. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, me and Slash go way back. But no, they had um, <laughs> they had uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Duff McKagan. Oh wow! Yeah, the the secret weapon. So they had Duff. He was in the old one and then the one they did recently, 10 years later. And the running bit in it is that they don't know who he is and that there's no Duff McKagan in Guns N' Roses. They're like, Duff McKagan there's Slash and, and then there's Axel. Uh, but it, it's pretty good. And they did this one right before the election. And it was like 10 years later, like auditions for a new member. But they did it all on Zoom, which I thought you know, it was funny and it was like what they could do, but it's like, man, it's like sometimes if you have a cool idea and you can only execute it in a shitty way, maybe hold off till you can do it safely. Funny. Like you got to do it like the know? great British bake off. They made everybody like quarantine for two weeks in a hotel and they just shot the whole show in the hotel. Postal service should have been like, Hey guys, we're that all going to go to this right? hotel. Yeah, it just ended. Right. The Bake Off. The, uh, the Blink-182 guy lost. The guy that made he the did. Tom DeLong cake. But he got engaged yesterday, right? I think so. I think so. Crazy. So congrats, British uh, bakers out there. The British bakers. Yeah. May, may your Bake Off go as well as you can. Those who and bake. if you lose, at least you're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um Postal service is cool. Uh, this you guys got a, a record coming out in the beginning of the year. Was that like done before the pandemic? Or yeah, was that, that was that one? was done in like February. It was in yeah. the can. Yeah, so it was, it was mm. in the can. Yeah, deep in the can. Um, deep in the can. Couldn't yeah. even find it. So deep in <laughs> yeah, the can. couldn't find it until <laughs> next year. That's why it's taking so long to come out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I imagine it just got pushed because you guys couldn't tour, and it was like a maybe you can tour and promote. And then everything just kept getting pushed. I imagine that's what I, I picture happened to most people that had like a record geared to come out. Uh, weirdly enough, this one was just supposed to come out next year. <laughs> it was just oh, supposed to go. take a year to come out because uh, Carhartt Perfect. just didn't have any space or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you, so, uh, it's very convenient to have the pandemic. Uh, yeah, in, nostalgic in, the, in the interim period. You're like, this, all right, we're yeah. just chilling. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so really happy about the nostalgia. pandemic. They're going to make a, <laughs> uh, a COVID-19 Funko Pop, I think. They're going to capitalize on one's nostalgia. <laughs> Pre-ordering. Well, I heard uh, it. Pandemic 2 is already in talks with the studio. Yeah. So. <laughs> really? Um, is it yeah, going to be I mean, uh, better? Uh, we'll Bigger? see. Michael Bay, Michael Bay is attached. Definitely so better. Be yeah. pretty should be a summer blockbuster to remember. <laughs> he did that um, uh, six underground last year. And I think they like, I think it's going to be a Netflix original pandemic too. Pandemic too. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Did you get, see uh, six underground? I sure as hell did though. That movie is nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Immediately like the most high octane thing I've ever seen. Oh, oh for my sure. God. My, yeah, I remember so like, hilarious. <laughs> it was like this time last year, I think is when it came out, but my parents were like, Hey, we got to watch Six Underground. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so we just all sat down and watched Six Underground. My parents were like, that movie fucking ruled. And I remember like right afterward, I was like, do you guys want to see something else that's intense? And I put on Children of Men and my parents were like, absolutely not. We're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I love Children of Men. I'm going to rewatch it soon. I feel like it's it's so good, but like when selecting movies with my partner, uh, she's like a therapist and she's like working all day. So I, I tried really hard not to pick like really intense movies mm-hmm. at night. Uh, even though obviously those are in, intense movies are the most interesting. Like, you know, it's like reading a novel. It's yeah. Like, I pick real rough shit for Sadie. Yeah. She's having a hard time every night. Yeah. She hates it. Yeah. For sure. Just but really, you know, really we're, tough. We're movies. watching begotten tonight, babe. Yeah. Like black and white films. <laughs> yeah. Schindler's well, list I, again. Yeah. <laughs> we just watched this last night. <laughs> yeah. Schindler's list two nights in a row is pretty fucking epic. <laughs> um, well, we watched we watched There Will Be Blood the other day, and then I had oh, to I agree to, to I had to agree to yield my choices for a couple of days. Um, mm. so <laughs> last night, last night we watched the Garfield movie, Ooh. and um, brutal film. And we did a, a double feature. We did the Garfield movie, which I'd never seen, but I'm a huge Garfield fan. But let me say, not great. But the origin <laughs> story of that movie is hilarious. Like. Bill Murray agreed to do it because he thought the Cohen brothers were directing it, but it was a different spelling of Cohen. So it was a different uh, director. The, the Garfield movie. <laughs> so he thought he Cohen brothers picking, Garfield movie. Holy fuck. He, that would exactly. Be he, yeah. he oh, thought he my. signed up for a Cohen brothers Garfield movie, Holy which damn. is insane. And then starting starring John Goodman as Garfield. That'd be, so that'd be good. good. He was locked in. No, Bill Murray, dude. And he was locked in. Yeah. And he did it anyway because he got paid a lot. And then when they made a second Garfield, the the other Cohen, the not Cohen brothers uh director, Mm -hmm. they like they like like pushed Murray out of the deal and he was not in Garfield too. Wow. Mm. He was not the voice. Damn, uh, but it was a, fucked up. That's so sad. That's some pretty it's major sad. Garfield lore. All I'm gonna say is Brecken Meyer as John. That's it's wrong. It just doesn't. Who would you cast work. as Who's John? Yeah, who would be a good John? Uh, Dude, a good John would be like Nathan Fielder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would the be king so of deadpan. Good. Or like, um, who would a good John be? Like. Uh, what's his name? The homie, uh, the guy who was 
the British gym in the office. Oh my God. Wait. What? He plays Watson in Sherlock Holmes, but he's in the first season of Fargo. He's Martin like Freeman. The, Martin Freeman. Yeah. He's so good in the first season of Fargo. I could see him as Jim or as mm. uh, John playing it the way he acts in Fargo. Mm. That'd be pretty good. I could see it. Is everybody in Garfield other than John? Are all the animals in it? Are all the animals in it? The animals are in it, but Garfield (laughs) looks like a fucked up Garfield. Like, looks like a fucked up character, like CG or whatever. And the other animals are all real animals that either don't talk or they're real animals that talk. So Garfield's (laughs) the only one that looks like a fucked up, like, like computer generated, like monster. Man. And uh, <laughs> so the pl- the plot is John adopts Odie and Garfield hates Odie and starts fucking with Odie. But then Odie gets locked outside and he gets he runs away and gets like kidnapped by like some like TV like uh, TV reporter that's doing like um, like Westminster dog show type competition shit. And he puts like this shock collar on Odie and b- makes him like into like a tr- like a trick slave, and uh, Garfield ends up going to save him. Wow! For some reason, even though he hates him, it doesn't make any any fucking sense. And the problem is Jennifer Love Hewitt is Liz the the vet, which is mm-hmm. cool. But Brecken Meyer as fucking John and Liz, they're like they have like no character. Like they're basically there for the plot and it doesn't make mm. any sense. It's like, dude, Garfield is basically about John. It's about John and his cat that like fucks with him. It's like, you can't have the only human character be like nothing, like have like no substance. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, shame. Really brave you to bring that up, Jeff. Man. I had to say it, you yeah. know, how many stars all, out of five? I'll give it to you just cause, uh, oh, that's Bill a lot. Did, he did the Generous. best he could. He did the best he could. Fair, fair. I'm looking um, at this now. Rotten Tomatoes, fourteen percent. That's pretty ooh, bad. That's not great. pretty rotten. What about what about the second one? Is it better? Should I watch the second one? Uh, let me tell you. Uh, Is what's it, it called? Garfield fresh. Two. There's Garfield Two, and then there's Garfield: A Tale of Two Kitties, which he gets like like Dick- Prince in the Pauper with a uh, he gets Prince ooh, in the Pauper with like a a British it's cat. It's worse. <laughs> worse rating. 10%. 10%. Wow. Well, it, it reminds me of like Bill Murray in Zombieland when he's like, like, I feel like right before they kill him, he's like, I re- the only thing I regret is Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and they like kill him Damn. or something. <laughs> Tim Curry. Uh, I feel like I must have wow. seen this movie, but I don't remember a frame of it. Garfield wow. 2. Kitty in the uh, city or whatever. Tale of two kitties. The first one. Well, I I think there's I think there's Tale a straight up Garfield. There's a straight up Garfield two, and then there's a Garfield a Tale of Two Kitties. I think mm. they're different. See what I'm. We're gonna have to. This is a really serious discussion now. But what I'm coming across is Garfield two in some countries is known as a Tale of Two Kitties. Mm. What well, I feel like I had both recommended to me at the end of at the end of purchasing Garfield. Oh no. I watched Garfield on stars for free. <laughs> mm. uh, 
but I did have both recommended. I'm going to have to dive into this. I like the idea of you like buying the 4K Blu-ray of Garfield and you're like, three more days till it gets here, babe. Yeah. I'm so stoked. <laughs> HDR. Well, and you put it in. Criterion you, edition. You, yeah. You guys all the special features. <laughs> let me find it. I have a, a Garfield like from the movie like T.Y. Beanie Baby that my, mo- I my believe mom you, sent dog. me. It's, uh, it's right here. You see him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sick. But it's fucked up because my mom was like, I got you a Garfield toy. And I was like, oh, sick. I love classic Garfield. Like, I grew up like Scholastic Book Fair. I was leaving with like two Garfield comic books. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm. And uh, big fan, big fan. And when the movie ver- version came out, it's like horrifying. Like, he's got like big googly eyes and shit. It's nothing it's like kind of like Kind of like the Sonic movie a little bit, except, I don't know, he's orange instead of blue. I guess that's. That's a pretty big difference. Sonic was supposed to be good, though. It was it actually good. I've heard. I've heard. It's I didn't see it. The Citizen Kane of CGI movies. Welcome to heinous. you wouldn't download a podcast where we talk about movies we have not seen. I really yeah, do want to see it. Though. <laughs> I haven't. That's seen. good. That's all that matters. <laughs> Let's go through my letterbox and go through movies that I haven't seen yet. Can okay. you like a Venn well, diagram so feature? Like excluded double- vi- movies you haven't seen. Yeah, the double feature you know I mean? we watched last night. I was also this is all because of watching There Will Be Blood. I also had to watch mm. uh, em- Employee of the Month with Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson. Oh no! Where they work at like a Costco. It's like a fake Costco, and Dax Shepard from Punked is like the fucking villain. It was terrible. Brutal. It was really, really yeah, I think I saw that really in like bad. high school. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I Aaron and I both up, watched. The the new uh, Christmas movie with Christmas. Yes, Stewart. the lesbian uh, Christmas the Stewart one? movie. Yeah. yeah. What Stay do you think about that? that one? What is this? So there's what? a new Christmas movie with uh, Kristen season? Stewart. Uh, Aubrey Plaza's in it. Uh, Dan Levy is a bit character. What's it called? It's called Happiest ha- Season. Ha- happiest Season. Hmm. And I enjoyed it up until the end, and the end was so brutally painful for me because they tried to wrap everything up so so elegantly. I I know where I know where I'm going in to criticize a uh holiday Christmas romantic mm. comedy, but um the but it was the, popping the, off. the gen- I mean I liked the f- 90% of the film. I yeah. thought it was very funny. And uh um but uh, the general consensus seems to be that um, the there's an Aubrey Plaza's character is like an old ex-girlfriend of the main love interest who was also dumped because this love interest refused to come out to her parents and threw her under the bus for being a, a lesbian and coming on to her. And so then uh, Kristen Stewart is going through the same shit. And uh, but what's disappointing is instead of leaving like at any point in this film Kristen Stewart could have dropped everything and moved in with Aubrey Plaza which mm. is the obvious path of least resistance but of course the resolution of the film is Kristen Stewart saying yes you have successfully convinced me that your awful conservative family is the right decision for me so I will be uh I will, I'll be coming back to you, babe. And, um, you know, uh, I, I want a little more depth out of my really cheesy, uh, 
corny mid-budget Hollywood, uh, not Hollywood, not Hollywood, <laughs> uh, Christmas films. And um, I had to give it three stars. I can't lie. That's my, that's my Roger Ebert review. Mm. What do we think? What, what does everyone else think about this cutting, cutting edge film? I didn't Did love you watch it. it I was on my I was on my phone uh, for most mm-hmm. of it because I had just eaten a lot of food. Um, but Sadie was, <laughs> Sadie was like passionately watching it. Um, mm-hmm. And from what I understood, uh, not for me. The movie yeah. I would just mm-hmm. say not for me. Yeah, and the ending, the whole thing. You know, why wouldn't you go with Aubrey Plaza? I it's if you could. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be. Maybe. It's like why why didn't Leonardo DiCaprio stay on the. Uh, the, the plank the of wood door. in the Titanic. Door. The door. There was enough um, room for him. Why didn't he try to stay on? You know, yeah. To be fair. These, these cinema mysteries that will never be solved. To be fair, I can't, I can't confirm if it's true or not, but in working in the, the Bushwick, New York bar industry, someone told me that Aubrey Plaza does not tip. So <laughs> that, Just that not at be, all? Not at all. Like Ooh. not at all. Like zero percent. Like, like Uh-oh. draws a, lo- a line through the tip thing and signs her name. So okay. I can't Yikes. confirm if it's true or not. But I, mean, I, I, I tend Maybe to Chris believe Stewart did make the right decision. <laughs> Autograph yeah. though. I'm saying it she really says a lot. You know, it really says a lot. Like when I was working, if someone that had been there for a long time that had a big tab that was with like six people mm. and everyone was on one tab and they close out and they try to fuck you and they try to not tip you. They like, no, you shouldn't let anybody line. fuck you at work. Dude. Well, you gotta I, just, I, I you don't, gotta just this, is, this is, this is, what, <laughs> this, is my move. this is my move. So they yeah. close out, they like sign it and they leave the, the tip line blank and then they just sign it. So then they're still with their friends. Then you, you bring the, the check over to them in the group, like wherever they are in the bar. And you're like, Hey man, uh, you need to fill out the whole, the whole, uh, credit slip. Like you, you missed a line on here. (laughs) You missed a spot. And, and, uh, usually that'll embarrass them and they'll, they'll tip. But I did have one guy who was like, no, I didn't. I did. I left it on purpose. And I was like, Oh, you, if you want to like leave zero, you have to write zero. Cause usually it's like, if you put them on blast in front of everyone, they're like, Oh shit. Everyone's going to know that I'm like a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And then they'll like leave a pretty good tip. But this guy was like, no, I don't give a fuck. Like who knows? I'm like, he's like, if if you want, he's like, write zero in, write it. I was like, you have to write it. And I like made him write it. (laughs) Wow. But, uh, you know, you Damn, know how there you go. Did you keep escalating? Did it get like even? Nah, wilder? they were like ready. To, they were they were ready to go, but uh, no shame. You know, totally on a date, like right next to the girl he was like out with. Mm. Like, did not give a fuck. I'm just like, all right, man. Like, Reminds me of Aubrey Plaza in Happiest Season. Yeah, I know. I think it's okay that she doesn't tip. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. She is Aubrey Plaza. Tip. I yeah. mean, the she doesn't have probably to worth a good bit. Yeah, she's famous. She's yeah. rich. She doesn't have to tip. The tip, the tip, I tip. think, would be that you know Aubrey Plaza was there. You got to chill, maybe, maybe you you know you talk to her for a little bit, got her a drink. She drank your drink that you made. I if she likes, if she like liked the place, you could tell she yeah. liked it. You could tell friends Aubrey might be here. 
Yeah, yeah time, it's kind of you know? a four, it's, it's like a little yeah. like yeah. It's kind Sweet. of a four exposure type thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She, she would be good on one of those like Real Housewives type reality shows, probably <laughs> like a lot of drama happening. You know. Mm. Now, um, Jeff, I, I'm still detecting a little bit of anti Aubrey Plaza sentiment in your voice. I'm actually is that a fan. I, I love I love that movie Ingrid Goes West. That oh, that's did. what I was I just going to ask about if you've seen that. Yeah, that was Dude, a it, I haven't seen that one. It's hilarious. She's it's like an influencer movie. Like I saw it at um, Syndicated in in Bushwick. So I saw it at yeah. this like movie theater that's like a, a food movie theater, but it's like a lower end food movie theater. Like everything's cheap and like the theater's kind of shitty, but they have a nice <laughs> bar and uh, it's like like. The Good way to describe syndicated. Mo- mo- the big nice movie theater here is uh, what's it called? What's the one in Williamsburg? Nighthawk. Nighthawk and it's like yeah. fancy. It's like fancy. Like the food is nice. Like everything's like upscale. And then syndicated is like like the Bushwick dive bar equivalent. Even though it's not a dive bar, like the bar inside is really nice. But it's like if you like if Nighthawk was a place that you go and a beer is like. $16 syndicated is the place where you go and the beer is like $6 type vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw it there and there was like these two girls sitting next to me and they were talking a lot, which was kind of annoying, but I thought it was funny being someone, I think feel like at the time I had like a couple thousand Instagram followers, maybe like 5,000. Wow. And I found myself like laughing at different parts of the movie that no one else in the theater were laughing at that were like targeted at influencer types. Right. Um, mm. So I felt oddly attached to the, you felt the seen. And the, I felt, no, this I felt me. You were like, I, I felt, am Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> well, I, I felt like there were more layers to the screenplay that were funny. Mm-hmm. If you were like in the know. So it, it made it more clever to me then I feel like it, it may have appeared to the average viewer. And it mm-hmm. was like an indie movie. Like, I feel like it was not like easy to see everywhere. Um, I think it was, I on, it was hilarious. I think it was available on my last year, blue flight. Mm-hmm. So I think it's you getting a pretty wide release. No, I watched it at home. I'm pretty sure I, I gave it a little, uh, like a, maybe a rinse, maybe a stream. Well, Aaron, you said you haven't seen it. So the, the basic theme of it is Aubrey Plaza is not the influencer. She's a, she's a stalker that becomes obsessed with like a, a California like like model influencer mm. type. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she like moves out there and like befriends her and like tries to like like, you know, she's obsessed with her. She tries to like, wants to have like a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And she she's like a uh, like a young girl with uh, a lot of mental problems. Like she, I, I want to say like started a fire or like fuck, like started like a riot or something at someone's wedding right before it. Like the previous girl she was obsessed with and then she got like institutionalized and then someone died and left her a lot of money. So she moved to California to like start over and, befriend this like influencer it's pretty good Sun it's like her, a dark uh, comedy mm-hmm. he's yeah. her landlord and he's obsessed with batman 
He's yeah. good. He's really good in it, actually. He is. Extremely charming performance by O'Shea Jackson. Junior. I agree. I thought yeah, it was good. I'm pro <laughs> Aubrey. I'm I'm pro Aubrey. I'm anti even though she doesn't tip. tip. I'm, glad we I'm anti her up. tipping policy. Okay. I just think All I right. think she put puts on this persona like I'm so liberal. I was on Parks and Recreation, and then she goes out and she's got a conservative agenda when it comes to tipping the wait oh. staff. And I think that that's misrepresentation. What it's, if she's on another level though, Jeff, and she realizes that the employers should be paying the employees? Maybe, maybe, wow. but That's all so I'm deep. saying is it's kind of, it's kind of similar to her co-star Aziz, who was very like, you know, I'm a feminist, I'm the male feminist and then gets uh, put on blast. You know, it's a little, it's a, a little bit of misrepresentation. You know, I don't know how I feel at the end of the day. I still watched Aziz's uh, recent Netflix special and I'll probably still see the new Aubrey Plaza movie where she's uh, a, 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 spoiled for me already this Christmas movie, but well, nah, it's, it's spoiled and spoiled. It's, the way they do it's dude, insane. It's it's a Christmas movie. You know exactly what's going to happen the whole time. Yeah. There's no surprises. I don't know. I'd compare it to Parasite. Actually, yeah, they just, go to a. She's at a bar in one scene. They go to like they, a bar. I they wonder. Make it a, a rather, we could watch. If yeah, she tips. I didn't. Well, uh, if, I don't if, think they if show. She does. Yeah. They don't if show her does. paying for the. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. Not there's cool no. Thing. There's no uh, ultra close up of her the, tipping <laughs> uh, fifty dollars. That's a, in the direct. In the behind the scenes deleted clips, there's a unaired scene. There's like sixty takes of it where she had to keep doing it. She couldn't get get it right. She just kept yeah. writing zero. She, yeah, yeah she'd, zero, never done, zero. she'd never done it before. She's like, fuck, I keep fucking this up. They wasted like so a whole just, day of shooting on that one they scene. Cut it, they cut it from the film. They're like, we have to make this We have to make this scene 30 seconds shorter because she just can't nail it. But they're maybe like, oh, can we do it in CGI? Can we, like, can, we get a, can we get a hand model in here? And they're like, no. You it's one of those, you have to cut it. it cut the it shot. Got, the footage actually got put into the uh, the trailer into a montage. So it's it's one of those scenes that's like you see it in the trailer and then you go to mm. see the movie and it's not in the movie and you're like, what the fuck? I really saw it in the trailer. Yeah. I know. You know. But Aubrey, I would have. You know, it would have been a five star movie if Aubrey Plaza had tipped at the bar. Mm. It would have been a way better movie. Yeah, five out of ten. Five out of yeah. <laughs> it would have been a straight five out of ten. <laughs> five out of ten. <laughs> I've never seen a better movie than that. Yeah. Sure. It would have made it more relatable. Absolutely, I think the first mm-hmm. time that I used a little like a card or whatever to pay for a meal, which I don't know, I guess I was like seventeen or something. Um, I didn't tip because I didn't mm-hmm. know what was going on. I had no idea what I was supposed to do with this piece of paper. And I got right. chased out of the restaurant by like a lady and she was like, no tip. No, it's like yelling at me. Just oh, no tip. Oh my God. And I was so, That's one way to learn how to tip. I know. I never, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Cause I actually got really scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was really every, scared so, of her. so your experience is every time you get the bill, you have a flashback and you, yeah. your flight response starts no going tip. and you're like, oh, fuck, I have to tip. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. only reason I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pure. You gotta scare them straight. You got. Mm-hmm. There should be like an HBO scared straight doc on this. I on think. tipping. I would on watch tipping. It. Yeah, yeah. Just like, Jim, you should like, start a, another podcast about tip culture because I feel like you got a lot going Call on. Call it just the it. tip. Yeah, just the just tip. the tip. <laughs> I could. I uh, the, the problem is I only have so much, so many stories in me already mm. because I'm not working anymore. Like bars mm. are mm. fucking finito. I'm like I'm unemployed. So. Jeff's story the, archive is running dry. 
should download the Bar well. Simulator. It can be dude. a limited series. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah, a right. podcast. Yeah. Many, How many, many stories? A couple years. All right. We'll we'll get we'll get Ira Glass. We'll get like a This American Life Showtime episode yeah. about it or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And then the other thing I've been watching, I uh, I've been watching the Save by the Bell reboot, new new Save by the Bell on Peacock. Is that any good? So it's not bad. So like 30 rock writers are involved in it okay. and it's like, okay. It's like more adult, obviously in the original Saved by the bill. They're not but doing my, the wet hot American summer thing where they're like in their mid thirties and forties and they're dressing like they're teenagers. No, they're not, so, they're not, so <laughs> they're not pretending like they're still in high school. So Zach Morris, the, the, the star of the original, uh, uh-huh. he's, he's the governor of California. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's the governor. Wow. And I love it. That's hilarious. He like, he like does this. Uh, he like puts this law into effect that makes like the lower income schools have to like transfer over to like schools in like the rich area of whatever fictional LA town they're in or mm-hmm. whatever which is Bayside, which is the original high school. And his son goes Good there. band. Sorry, keep going. Right? Mm. Yeah. Bayside, great, great band. Great band, uh, yeah. Great band. Uh, shout outs, what was it, like Vagrant Records or something? It's absolutely. Like, yeah, something like Vagrant. that. We don't have to talk about uh, it. You should, you they're they're named after uh, Bayside, Queens, if you, uh, if you didn't know. Is that true? Really? Yeah, they sure are. They're from Bayside, Queens. That's what the, the band's named after. I just remember uh, the drummer. Di- the drummer died in like a crazy van tour accident. Oh God! That, really? That's all I remember about Bayside. Damn. But uh, anyway, talking about Bayside from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Moving on. By the way, I was obsessed as a kid. Like every day before middle school, my parents left for work before school, and I wasn't supposed to watch TV before I left for middle school. But I would watch like the hour block of Saved by the Bell on like TBS every morning every day before middle school. So like they played it sequentially and then it just started over again. So I've probably seen like every episode of Saved by the Bell, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 10 times. And in high school, I, I was in TV production and we made like a TV production school news show, like once a week. Yeah. And I went up to TV five. I was like the highest, like the most senior person, but like TV, Three the cool and up was all in one class. Varsity, varsity TV. Hat. So the first <laughs> couple of years, my goal was to make the theme song of the school news show, the Saved by the Bell theme, and the teacher would never let me do it. And then senior year, we got a new TV production teacher, and she let me do it. What a fucking disappointment! It was like they never should have let me. They should have let me keep striving for it because once you once you get what you want, there's nowhere to go. Wow. Know? Damn. Paved anyway, paradise, put up a parking lot. So yes. Zach, as Zach, as the governor, implements this thing. So the the lower income schools have to transfer over to Bayside, and his son goes to Bayside. And then Jesse, one of the original characters, Elizabeth Berkeley, who you may know from Showgirls, uh, was she's the, the guidance counts. counselor. And then Mario Lopez Slater is like the athletic director, and. Kelly is still married to Zach. My my problem with the show is Jeff, real quick. that yeah. Did anybody else watch the original Saved by the Bell? I don't think any of y'all did. I did. Yeah. 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. This is a new show on Peacock. Yeah. It's not. So anyway. They, what else uh, is on Peacock? What is Peacock? <laughs> CBS? It's nothing. It's, it's, it's NBC. NBC. streaming service. Okay. They, they, they launched a streaming service. And so the problem with Saved by the Bell is they give you the first episode for free. And then you have mm. to subscribe to see That's the rest of the end. season. That but there's a seven sucks. But there's a seven day <laughs> trial, so I, they put the whole season up at once. So it's like, okay, we'll just sign up, watch all ten episodes or whatever in like three days, and unsubscribe. There's so, nothing else whatever. on Peacock that like would keep you around. Can you watch the They're dog all- show? Are there dog show reruns? Like the mm. NBC does the dog show, you know. Dude, actually, probably, no. and I really so, like that. Yeah, that's the thing about going. Peacock, the thing about Peacock that's cool is you can have it for free with ads, but they don't have everything. Like, there's a premium level where some things are only on the premium. Like, the Save by the Bell was only on the premium, mm. but on the free one, it's cool, dude. They have like every season of Saturday Night Live for free. That's cool with ads. I mean, you know, I don't shit know if like, I'd want to do that, dude. <laughs> they well, used to have it on Netflix like, anyway. Uh, no, bro, the only the only SNL uh, clips worth watching have been uploaded to YouTube in 2008. Well, it's like Hulu has saved has um, Saturday Night Live, but they only have like the first five seasons mm. and then like newer seasons. So all that like all that prime era, like the 90s and early 2000s, is like lost. So Peacock is where you can fucking watch that shit for free. But Saved by the Bell. This episode of You Wouldn't Download a Podcast is sponsored by Peacock. By Peacock. Watch Saturday Night Live to lose brain cells by the episode. I'm going to. We're just going to stop talking about Peacock. No, I'm going to tie it all in in why why the Saved by the Bell reunion thing is interesting and funny. Yeah. So, so basically, what what it comes down to is. The new show focuses primarily on the on like the new students and the old characters are like in it, but just barely to like tie it together. Like it's barely about the old characters, but it's cool. There's like a, there's like a trans character, which is cool. And, you know, it deals with a lot of like social issues, like in an adult way, the way the original show didn't. But they don't Man. bring back Dust, Dustin Diamond, which is what ties this all back together to why this is hilarious. Because if you guys remember in like like the early 2010s and shit, Dustin Diamond was on like a bunch of reality shows where he like lost his mind and was like an asshole. And then he put out a sex tape where he does like a dirty Sanchez. Who? What? I don't know anything about this. This, Who is, is, this? this is Screech oh. from Saved by the Bell. And he became like a hated public figure because he was like an asshole on like, I want to say it was like celebrity uh, weight loss. There was like a show like Celebrity Fit Club, I think. And he was in like Big Brother Celebrity House or whatever. And he caused like a bunch of problems and got like kicked off all the shows and was like in all the tabloid (laughs) media. And uh-huh. it was like very funny. Like, pull up, pull up a YouTube. Like, no, dude, uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch any of this. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna pull, lie. Pull up, pull up. No. Dustin Diamond Celebrity Fit Club. It's fucking no. hilarious. No, please, I'll, please, I'll, please, uh, please. Was that the play? If you if you would like to watch 
Dustin <laughs> Diamond Celebrity internet, Fit Club. Pause the episode now and watch the YouTube clip and then Wait, come back. Out. So all this culminated, there was like Saved by the Bell drama. So Dustin Diamond wrote like a (laughs) tell-all autobiography about it. And it became a Lifetime movie where there's like, like a Lifetime movie about making Saved by the Bell where it like portrays them in all like this negative light where they're all like getting fucked up on set. I don't know. It's hilarious. There's a lot of like very funny Saved by the Bell culture (laughs) shit. That sounds funny. Um, <laughs> my head cannon, Jeff, is that you just mic. made all of that up on the spot because I wouldn't know any better because I've never I, heard of any of this before. That was not. I, I had to look up Dustin Diamond just because I don't know who that is. <laughs> he out. looks like young Eric Wareheim. It's Screech, right? Yeah, he's it's yeah. Screech. What do you it's think Screech, is so- what do you think Dustin Diamond's current net worth is according to the internet? Ooh, I want to say five hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand dollars. Close. Where does he live? Close. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, in the hearts and souls of every nerd. Oh from my god. Ni- the nineties. Post Washington, <laughs> Wisconsin. Wow. Post Washington. Yeah. So that's like probably that three hundred thousand is probably just the house that he owns. Well, right. he came out on a podcast saying the, the sex tape is fake. He tried to do it for money, and there's like a what stunt sex tape, cock. Dude? Like it's not his this. dick. It's not his dick. He and had a that, stunt dick. He did wow. it for. That's cool. He had a stunt dick. That probably cost a good money. little chunk of his net worth. Yeah. yeah. And then also, hundred <laughs> k. The tell-all <laughs> book he wrote, where he talked shit on all the Saved by the Bell people, was ghostwritten, and he only had one session with the ghostwriter, and they like made up everything, and that's and all like all the other. So this guy can't even. Wait. He can't even do his own scandals correctly. Did you, right. exactly. did you mention a sex tape when you were talking? He did. I, did. He, I think you were, you were just you were laughing too hard. <laughs> I was in so much. Je- uh, Jacob like, had to mute the Zoom. I couldn't he understand. St- just I couldn't understand how long it was going on. Like it just <laughs> got funnier because it, like, it kept going on like another like side path, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And, like I literally, I I think the laughing is probably in the it's recording. A deep con- it's deep. Yeah. It's a deep. It's a deep it's a deep web of listen. Of I've been getting a ton or... of DMS and you know, we just started the, the, you wouldn't download a podcast discord. I've been getting so many messages from everyone saying we need to hear more about saved by the bell. And Jeff is simply delivering on that huge fan request to hear mm. about the deep. And you know, honestly, I think we should start a, we should start an offshoot saved by the bell. It's like sa- saved by the bell. One fifty five for how many episodes mm. of saved by the bell there are. And um, go episode by episode. It'll be, it'll be called uh, "For Whom the Bell Trolls." Yes, mm. yeah, that's really good. And the the Patreon and it's just, yeah, no, and it's just about Dustin about Diamond. Culture. Do you know? Dude, can, do, do you know mm-hmm. the name of his sex tape? Two Dude, girls, it's something ridiculous. No, it, diamonds in the rough. I feel like it's about diamonds. the Dirty Sanchez or something because <laughs> he did a. Di- he did a dirty Sanchez in it, if, whether it was him or not. I mean, is the thing. Yeah, legend has it. Dustin Diamond did a dirty Sanchez. But I'm it's called dying. Screeched, Saved by the Smell. Oh, yeah, because the dirty Sanchez oh is where you like. It's a oh, yeah, we, we all know. Yeah. Smell. If you yeah. don't know what a dirty Sanchez is, pause the episode now and go to urbandictionary.com and type it into the search bar, and you will find out. It's true. Um, but yeah, so we could probably get him. We could probably get him on this side podcast, I think, maybe for the right price. He seems oh, to sell sure. out. Just give money. him like 20 bucks. Leave me down. 
Yeah. So he wasn't Venmo. he wasn't included in the in the new um, Say by the Bell series, obvious for obvious reasons, which right. is a bit of a a bit of a downer because how are you going to have Say by the Bell without Screech? But sure. they also didn't include Lisa Turtle because she she got cut out. She's like been very public about being bipolar, and Who's she was Lisa cut out Turtle? of it. She's one of the fucking Saved by the Bell characters, dude. Nobody knows these characters. Somebody knows. Somebody knows. Whoa, there was a Dustin Diamond like fake death scandal on Twitter last month. Oh damn. Someone someone said that he got killed in prison. (laughs) 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 And it became like a popular tweet, but he did not get killed in prison. He's alive. So that's that's what happened to Dustin later. (laughs) He he did get arrested and go to jail because he stabbed someone at a bar. What? <laughs> Dude, this guy is insane. He he was at a bar and it was like he said it was self-defense and he like stabbed a guy and right. he got convicted and went to jail. So the, yeah. the death thing the wow, death and then thing, someone said, Yeah, the there's an article, like, Dustin Screech Diamond killed in prison riot at age forty three. <laughs> prison riot, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Not true. They, they should have gotten uh Dustin Diamond to play uh Mark Duplass and Creep. Like those movies, <laughs> yeah. Dustin actually, Diamond's though, good, good. I like Dustin Diamond. I think he's hilarious. He's he a good he's John, a, like the Garfield, Garfield John. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. Yo, John for Dustin sure. Diamond as John. It would really Holy let him stretch his shit. stretch his acting shoes. You know, yeah, dark gritty oh, yeah, Garfield dude. reboot. Oh yeah, gritty. Yeah, get like Nolan to direct it or yeah. something. Yeah. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I would fuck with him with like a. A, a movie of Garfield without Garfield, where it's just him talking to himself. Yeah, like thinking he has a cat. Like the Garfield comics, where they edit Garfield out. Are right? you excited yeah. about the Nicolas Cage like meta movie that's coming out? Do you know about this? What is that? Where he what is playing himself trying to get a role in a Tarantino Dude. movie. Oh, that sounds what? pretty great. Yeah, it looks incredible. I don't really know that's a whole lot about it, but that's like that's enough for me to know that it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds honestly, it sounds kind of like adaptation, which he was great in, where he plays Charlie Kaufman and Charlie Kaufman's fictional twin brother Donald or whatever. That's what I was gonna say. It sounds kind of like that a little bit. He he's so good in that. Honestly, adaptation. I need to rewatch that movie. Like, adaptation rules. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's one of the best. Chris Cooper in it is like fucking next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else rules? What. Cloud nothings. I was uh, I was <laughs> the segue. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> I was, now that we're done talking about Garfield and Saved by a Bell, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe well, remains to be seen. We still have a few Dylan, minutes have you left. Done any, I I'd imagine like when you're just kind of like pretty much waking up in the same place every day. Have you have you experimented with anything interesting? Is there gonna be like a cloud nothings like synth record coming up soon? Um anything like that in the pipeline? Uh interesting you should ask. Uh yeah. no there's there's all sorts of weird stuff coming out. Me and our drummer do mm. like free jazz stuff all the time. Yes. I play like saxophone and he plays drums. Uh Dude, uh, and John we, Zorn mode. Yeah, uh, I was actually in Cleveland not that long ago doing some ill-advised COVID traveling, um, but very mm-hmm. safely. Uh, and right. yeah, we uh, we made a couple new things there. Nice. And we did a little. We played with. Do you, did you know that band Emeralds? Did you ever like them? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, Jacob and I went to see Mark McGuire at oh, the Park cool. Church Co-op. 
and uh, we smoked weed with him outside. And he right? cried. And he cried. Uh, well, he was, he's, 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 he's in a very emotional place. He's spiritual. He's an man. emotional guy. Yeah. Um, but I'm obsessed with Mark McGuire. So Emeralds is like anything that came out on Mega Editions. Oh, uh, yeah. Like That's a up my alley. alley. But yeah, John, yeah. Well, John from Emeralds, who does like Spectrum Spools, but like Mega mm-hmm. sublabel and stuff. But he, me and Jace, our drummer and John did like a weird little jam thing the other day. Nice. We tried to put oh, that yeah. out with somebody. So there's like stuff like that coming out. But the audience for that, that is, is small. <laughs> yeah. It's right here. It's in the Zoom call. Here it is. Yeah, we're, 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 all, we're all waiting. <laughs> like you, you saying that got me like very excited to hear it. And uh, I feel like our audience is uh, is very pro uh, the musicians involved. So it should be should be pretty cool. Uh, you guys have like a, a Bandcamp EP coming out too, right? Pretty soon. Yeah, we do those every month. Yeah, and again, every that's month. just me and Jason like emailing back. You gotta subscribe if you want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those those are just like it's four songs every month. It's kind of fun. They're all about I like see. video games at this point because that's like what Ooh. I do. Which, yeah. which video playing? games? The next we look one, to? the upcoming EP is about uh, Ori and the Will of Wisps. Yo, <laughs> let's go! Have you played that? I played the I first one it. and it's really good. Yeah, I didn't play the first one yet. I started with the second one for some reason, oh, okay. but it's great. The first one is really, really gorgeous game. I gotta and get around I, to that I, one. I've heard that the second one is even more gorgeous. It I mean, was fun. Yeah, it's yeah, like really. I've been meaning to play that. Yeah, it's good. It's dark, kind of. It's like a sad it game. Is. Visually, it it's actually yeah. like it's hard to see <laughs> sometimes, but it's really nice. It, you know, and all yeah, it's 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 a really interesting game. I like it a lot. That Would recommend this episode of You Wouldn't Dial the Podcast is sponsored by Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Available on all platforms: PC, uh, Xbox, Nintendo yeah, Switch, all of them. I got a Switch. I want a PS5 know. real bad. I keep tweeting every once in a while, Yo. like, "Give me that free PS5." And nobody have, will just give me one. <laughs> we had to move the podcast, Dylan, because I had to go pick up my PS5 from Best Buy. Oh my that's god! That's what the uh, I didn't explain <laughs> the details, but that's what the the moving of the time was about. Okay. I didn't want now, to. Now uh, that we know uh, that you're a gamer, you can uh, appreciate. <laughs> I can't actually. I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> I didn't want you to be jealous. That was that was my reason for not bringing <laughs> yeah. it up. I, I, I yeah. didn't want any jealousy issues. So now the next. The next portion of the podcast may have a little animosity behind it. We it's, had to, uh, yeah, we yeah. had to wait to make sure there was enough material recorded. And actually, I probably should have waited because a lot of it's just saved by the bells and Garfield material, mm-hmm. um, which true. is troublesome. But we well, got to deal. I with wanted it. to ask. It's like so. The new album you recorded, you went back and you worked with someone you worked with in the past who we've talked about previously on the pod and kind of have a little obsession with Steve Albini. Steve Albini. Yeah. Could you elaborate a little bit on what it was like working with him again? Uh, It was great. It's like a lot easier than the first time, honestly, because the first time Mm. I was like, I think I was 20. I might've been 19. Um, But it was really just weird (laughs) to be like a little Mm. kid going and like making a record with Steve Albini. You just like open the door to the studio and Steve Albini's there and you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's really yeah. weird he looks like steve albini he acts like you know he's just is who he is yeah. and it's really bizarre <laughs> to meet somebody like that yeah um, yeah he just like he books like you just like book through his website and he works with like pretty much anyone that wants to work with him right as far as i know yeah i don't think he'll turn anyone down unless there's some horrible problem um but yeah we uh this time was a lot more uh just like felt easier <laughs> in a way not like it was hard before but this time it was just like we have been a band for a long time so it felt more like a meeting of like two people who 
are in the same line of work in a way rather than yeah. just like you know a little teenager meeting steve albini um yeah, exactly. so, yeah that was that was nice actually and it was good he's he's a great he's like a genius actually yeah it's kind yeah. of amazing to watch him do what he does yeah mm. I mean, I always think back and I'm like, I mean, over the years, I've been saying this for a couple of years and then I think back and it's still like always true, but I think I'm like, man, he's probably recorded like at least two thirds of like my top, like 50 albums, like favorite albums, like mm-hmm. audio engineered, you know, he's, he doesn't produce or whatever. He's like the audio mm-hmm. engineer on it or whatever, but I don't know. I've all, he's, he's such an interesting character and obviously shellac and, like all the projects he's been involved with fucking rule he's he's like a fucking legend i'd say mm-hmm. dude but they're I, incredible <laughs> my 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 question for him the only question i really want to know is what you would think of uh of westworld he'd probably be pretty upset by the concept uh, that's an interesting involved. only question um yeah i, I don't know Dig- what he would think. digital man I don't know. I think he would be pretty pissed. Our bassist emails a, him about bass sometimes. So oh, maybe yeah. I'll ask him to toss <laughs> in an extra question. <laughs> I remember uh, a couple years ago, I was like, I wanted to submit a bunch of fake headlines for the, uh, the hard times. Uh, and I had a list. I was trying to compile like 20, 20 headlines. And I was going to pick the best 10 because they only wanted 10. And I had one on there that was like, shellac album delayed over dispute over inclusion of digital download code <laughs> like like <laughs> i like that nobody laughed <laughs> it was I, good though. i guess that, that, was that good. wouldn't be no that was a good it wasn't it was a sitter it, it had to sit it wasn't the best <laughs> one but it was you know his his uh demand for digital uh, death to digital is pretty. He's funny. Pretty the thing, something me. really bizarre, or not bizarre, but just something that like says more about his mindset. Even was on this like most recent record. There's a lot of like piano kind of filling in like holes here and there. I would just like play some piano, mm-hmm. and he was like mixing it a little bit. And I was like, hey, can you turn the piano up? And he was like, well, I don't like to do things where I don't like when an acoustic instrument sounds louder than it would truly be in like a room with this and it's just like what <laughs> like just turn the yeah. piano up yeah like it's not gonna like <laughs> it's not gonna scare anybody like that's such a wild way to think to me that he was like i don't want the piano louder than it could actually like physically be <laughs> I, t- I i agree but i i also completely understand his reasoning it makes a, sense to hear him yeah yeah, yeah. It, it makes a lot yeah. of sense that's that funny. he would think he, that he, he, you look at him like confused and he pulls down like one of the school projector screens <laughs> and like pr- projects one of like Eno's like sound diagram drawings yeah, yeah. <laughs> from like the back of the, the what discreet music record or whatever is whichever Eno record has like uh-huh. that chart on the back. Yeah. But I don't know. I, uh, I feel like I, I watched the, uh, the jawbreaker documentary the other day and he was in it. And cause you know, he recorded a couple of the jawbreaker albums and it was funny. He kept asking the interviews, like, are we talking about jawbreaker or Jawbox?" And like, <laughs> cause you know, I feel like he's worked with so many artists and he's mm. just kind of like, he, it's in and out with him. And he just like, as soon as they're like jawbreaker, he was like, okay, now I know exactly what I can say about it. But he, he's just like, people are hitting him up all the time just to talk about like classic records he made and he's made so many. He's just like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know the jawbreaker or Jawbox. which one is this entire documentary crew here to talk about? <laughs> right. Yeah. They shoot for two days and he's been talking about the wrong band already. 
That's a reshoot. I, I don't know. I do He's remember when I was playing like mm-hmm. Cloud Nothings in the car or something when I was like home for a holiday. And my dad was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's produced by Steve Albini. And he's like, okay, but what is it? And I'm like, it's called Cloud Nothings. And he's like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I was just like trying to pull the Steve Albini thing just to like kind of, I was like, you know, dad, it's really good. It was like the same year. I think I like played Ice Age for him or something. And he was like, I don't know about this shit. And I was like, all right, so you made it. Ice Age did not make That's it. That's good. You got to give yeah. dads need a little melody. You yeah. Know? It's your dad. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> is your your dad's like a, a songs about fucking purist? Yeah, he is for sure, for sure. No, I think he's an I think he's an atomizer head. He has the he made a atomizer custom duvet, and that's like yeah. the bed your parents sleep in together. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a topic of conversation every time I FaceTime my parents. It's got, there's an analog alarm clock. And he doesn't fuck with yeah. that digital shit. No, for sure, know? for sure. But uh, yeah, dude, Steve Albini, it's fucking crazy. I'm like hyped that you guys put out this. Is was it the second single for the record? Yeah, that was a little like a couple weeks ago or something. Yeah, yeah, man, that shit rips. Very, very, oh, very cool thanks. song. Yeah, what is this um, image that keeps showing up for your face now and then? You see uh, what I'm talking about? Is, Have you ever seen Eyes that, Wide so, Shut? so when i when i leave when i leave the the video to like look at something else on my phone it brings up my my like user picture which is a picture it's this it's my like picture on instagram too is my default it's a picture of me in like 2010 wearing this fox mask that i had commissioned for a halloween costume Wow, so uh, we just hit the 10 so, year anniversary of Jeff's uh, profile picture. Happy Shit. anniversary. Happy anniversary. And there's yeah. there's oh, actually man. some sick pictures of me wearing it because I went to the fest uh, in Florida and Gainesville every year mm. at that time. Uh, and I was seeing Algernon Cadwallader at this place called the Kickstand, which is no longer there. It was like an outside, like, like kind of like a anarchist bike community center mm. in like this like outside covered garage thing and uh the algernon show is crazy and it's just like everyone's in costumes because it's uh it's halloween but the mask was Sounds primarily like a made of like good. kind of the mask was primarily made of uh cardboard and cloth and the ears came off because of like i was sweating because it was outside in florida and uh I remember the girl who made the mask. It was a girl in my film class. Uh, I had seen some costume design shit she made. And I was like, can you make me a fox mask for Halloween? And she was like, how did it go? How was the mask? And I was like, oh, the ears like fell off because it, it got sweaty. And the ears got ruined. I was like, I wasn't carrying them around for the rest of the, the festival. I, w- I was going to like 20 more shows that day. And uh, she was like, oh, I'll fix it for you. And I was like, oh, cool. So I brought it in the next day that we had class. And it was just the mask part. I didn't have the ear parts like detached. I thought she was just going to mm. put like new ear, new ears on it. And she was like, "Where are the ears?" And I was like, "Oh, I like they they got like destroyed. Like, I don't have them." And she got really pissed and was like, "Oh, I can't do anything about this." And I was just like, "All right, cool. You like offered to fix it. I was fine with it." But I still Did have she the beat other your part ass? of the mask. She didn't. She did I think not she, beat my she ass. She should have honestly, yeah. man. She probably could have. I was yeah. like. I was like, I don't know, 19 or 20. Mm. <laughs> I was probably like 20. It was, a, it was an interesting time. What's she up to now? I, 
Dude, I feel like I saw her like face. I feel like we were Facebook friends then, but I never go on Facebook. Like, and every now and then I pop up and I feel like she went into film shit and like moved somewhere weird and started like some company, but it doesn't seem very successful. She was very into like crazy costume design shit. She was cool, but a little weird. The Fox mask was awesome. People always Wonder. look at the picture and tell me they think it looks like Legos because the fabric she used. I thought it was, was like, Legos, ge- actually. Yeah, was- yeah, it has like a geometric feel. Mm. Hmm. Do you think she Some did rare anything Jeff for, uh, Moore. for cats? You think she worked on that film? Maybe. Did she make the Maybe. costumes? That'd be pretty Maybe. sick. Didn't they have I to think read? Should, I think you. I think you should. Find I think she out. did. I think she did. Do I that. think she did. I heard her did it. I heard, I heard her, her did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard she did it actually. She did the original costumes where they they had like buttholes and stuff, and then they had to re-edit all of it out or whatever. Mm, yeah, okay. she was the butthole supervisor, and they fired her. I don't know, Bummer, Dylan. We, uh, we we watched Cats on the pod one time. Oh my god! It. Wow, I've seen Cats. Back. Yeah, Cats is really twisted. Back when we were able to <laughs> record it in person together, which seems like a distant memory at this point. It was um, but we I found it was a like copy a movie of it. Boot. Yeah, it was it a was yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was like someone like filming with a camera in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it was insane. like going on a. <laughs> <laughs> it was the probably the most ideal way to watch. It had an advertisement for GetBait.com. It was yeah. a gambling site. There was like, what what language? Um, well, there was like language. Cyrillic lettering, and then there was um, <laughs> what was the other thing? Uh, it was like some some like Indian, writing, very obtrusive like. ads. There was Arabic yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. There was something all at once, uh, like all these subtitles. Uh, all it at would once. like it would flash between it, but it was different every like ones five for, minutes or so. Com. Are you and into the bootleg like VHS subtitle? Uh, game yes no okay where you buy there's like very specific vhs tapes that are like only subtitled in one language because i guess that's how you had to buy them Mm. and i guess there's like some of the languages of some old movies are like really rare and it's i it doesn't really that's cool it kind of is cool i guess like the like the arabic like et is like really hard to find and there's some like nerds who really i've been looking you know what is a bootleg that i've been I, I've I would love to find is um the original Sundance submission of the Blair Witch Project mm. because uh, it was unfinished when they submitted it to uh, the festival and no one really knew much about it and of course all the the marketing for that movie was very like oh it it really happened it was a real all the footage is real you know it was like the marketing behind it but um they sent it and. Uh, it was, of course, a, a VHS uh, transfer of the film, and if you compare it to the like the Blu-ray scan, it looks like a hundred times scarier because it look it looks even more convincing, like the the like the you know the blurry VHS footage. So apparently, a lot of people say that that is the best way to watch it because it's like it's it's even more. Uh, looks like where do you where, where do you get your hands on this? That's what where I want to know. It's it's a it's apparently it was, like a a rare uh, enthusiast collector's item, and I tried looking for it on uh, some various trackers, and I couldn't find it. So I don't. I think I don't, it's kind of like a you probably just have to find someone who has a copy and they'll send it to you. But I don't bootlegs know. are I've tough too to because it. they're like uh, as you copy the VHS, it degrades in quality. 
Because it all depends on like what you're using to to sure. copy it from. Mm-hmm. So you got to find like an early cut of that. You got to find someone who's got a first or second edition. Yes. Otherwise, right. it's going to sound like it's through a tin can. But maybe you want that. You know what I mean? Maybe you're looking Depends. for that sound, that yeah. crunch is VHS there, sound. It, it, is there like a Discogs website for like rare VHSs? Oh, I'm sure there is. There, like that. there was. That's the site that I found all this stupid information on about the like subtitles. And I'm trying to remember what it was right oh now. Oh my God. I, I like want to browse that now. That's like right up my I'm alley. I'm curious. I'm curious as well. I just searched um, VHS, ET, VHS. Whoops. That doesn't mean anything. I don't know. <laughs> I'll figure this out later. I shouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt the cats. No. Oh, no, no, no. This no, is doing it's very no, relevant. I mean, we detoured onto my uh, my picture. So that's what comes up is my picture when I leave the the Zoom chat. <laughs> that's what the picture is. For anyone who's been wondering what my profile picture yeah. is, it's a picture of me with a mask on. All the Jeff heads uh, are going to be rejoicing that they finally heard the official story of Jeff's uh, profile picture. I mean, that was me like in my bathroom, in my apartment, where I lived probably when I saw your band play at Will's pub. <laughs> wow. There you go. <laughs> Honestly, That's tied really it back. Funny. Nice. It's all one, circling dude. back. Wow. And I also worked at urban outfitters where I, I feel like cloud nothings was, was huge. Like some of the employees had we, like a mix. We were in that team. rotation. Yeah. We had that <laughs> urban you, outfitters you soundtrack. In, yeah. yeah. Like I, I vibe, <laughs> I vibe your I vibed your singles very often in the fitting room. Like folding when clothes. I was, <laughs> yeah. What do they play at Urban Outfitters now? Like Blade? Hard to say. I don't know what they play. play. I haven't been to one in I don't even know how long. Yeah. They're probably playing like uh ju- like uh disintegration loops and stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They've moved on to experimental uh, <laughs> Is it an yeah, essen- is it essential? Music. Is Urban Outfitters an essential business? Can I go? I don't know. It is in it's my hard book. to say. It's hard to say. It honestly. was at one point for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Where else do you get colored skinny jeans? You know what I mean? No one has those. American. It was well, the most. Urban Outfitters like on Spotify. Let's see. Blue. Oh, they have public playlists. Oh, Urban Outfitters in-store music. Yes, please. See, the, the thing is, is when, when I was young, like in high school, and Urban Outfitters was still like, relatively unknown and cool like there were only a couple of them there was one in miami they had like cool music cd samplers like that they sold there that were like exclusive to them that like cool bands were in like i would go there and find like cool music shit when was was urban outfitters unknown dude Dude, this was like this was probably like (laughs) 2005 or 2006 like they didn't have like their they didn't have like their own clothing brands yet they only sold like like other retailers, like they had mm-hmm. like certain brands that they carried that were like cool and expensive. Like I remember I like begged my parents to buy me this like $60 like track jacket that you could like only find there. Dog. And Urban uh, Outfitters is a 50 year old company. My mom took me to Urban Outfitters when I was 13 because she remembered shopping at Urban Outfitters. What? Wow. Yes, That's dude. Beautiful. It's a 50 year old company. Interesting. It's been around yeah, for a while. Wow. Started by An- Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah, Andy Warhol. <laughs> In the original, the original factory days. Yeah. Uh, Dude. The original graphic tee was actually the Nico album yeah, on, on the, a shirt. Yeah, yeah the banana. 
I don't that's know so anything funny. that's on this Urban Outfitters playlist. Yeah, this playlist sucks. <laughs> it's just, let's be real. This sucks. Where's the old can, shit? Can we, find, can we find a playlist? Let's, let's find a playlist from 2012 or 11. This is in my Urban Outfitters playlist. <laughs> find, one for, find one from 2012. I just remember when I worked there, we listened to like the Urban Outfitters radio, which was like indie rock of, of the day. And then like... Uh, some like the manager there would constantly put watch the throne on which had mm. just come out wow so we listened to like a shit ton of watch the throne censored mm. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> well i found Uncensored. urban outfitters top 30 albums of 2012 i don't know Ooh. why they okay let's check it let's that check it out good. number Ooh, i want to check out their poolside vibes album that is let's go through the top 30 of 2012 see if do you want agree. to all right do you yes. want what do you want to start 30 Take or one 30. I guess 30, you start at 30. 30. Yeah, you can't start at one. It's too important. Um, it's the big reveal. 30 is Don Gibson. All hell. Never mm. heard of it. Uh, yeah, whatever. Indietronica is the genre. Bleak. Sorry, Don. I think I have the same list up. All right. Okay. Well, let's someone else take 29 then. Uh, How to Dress Well, Total Loss. Dude, Ooh, shout out Tom Crow once again. Kicks. Okay, so we approved. is great. Approved. I fuck with it. All right, next we have Jesse Ware, Devotion. Don't I have also, I have that. It's like R&B. It, it like fits right in with like the XX and like shit that was uh, coming out at the time. That, okay, it's like sense. R&B. Like there's like, there's like an, I feel like an ASAP remix on her single of that record. Mm. It's yeah, good. it was, I, have, I remember, I have, I remember I liking album. that. Okay, I haven't listened to that. that I met her, gotta, met her at Coachella. She was nice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, all right, five stars. That's twenty. That, and that and, and folks, that's twenty twelve vibes, right? There. <laughs> it's in. It's in. It's, it's hard to come by someone in the music industry that's cool. You know. <laughs> you know, twenty twelve was. So you know, big points. Big yeah. points. Well, I didn't say she was cool. She was nice. Uh, you were skimming. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Ware is canceled. Fuck uh, Jesse Ware. Jesse Ware has like a really successful podcast, actually, about eating. Really? Yeah, I think it's just about oh. food. Turn her mom. This episode's going to drop, and then the, the pitchfork is going to run the headline uh, Dylan from Cloud Nothings. Jesse Ware is nice, but not cool. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah, that would have been a headline in 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. anymore. <laughs> Yeah, on Stereo Gum or some shit. Yeah, now it's like a Stereo Gum deep like commenter. Yeah, right. Uh, let's let's just do the top 10. Let's just right, jump to the top 10. 10. 10. All right, all skip, right. Wait, skip, skip, we skip. can't do the top 10. We're going to miss Cloud Nothings is number 17. What we're going to do is we're going to oh. read it. We get to number 17. Oh, all right, here we go. Like, How do you feel about being not in the top 10? What am I better than or worse than? You're, so you're worse than Japan Droid Celebration Rock, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> you might that, need to talk to the boys. That record played a lot. That record played a lot when I was working there. That makes better than that. better than uh, Passion Pit and Dive for sure. So that's a big one. Uh, okay. Better than Death Grips Money Store. <laughs> wow. Better than Death Grips Money for Store for sure. Um, Still true. Better than Mac DeMarco. Yeah. Wow. How times have changed. Um, <laughs> Better than Joey Badass. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know about Damn. that. That's a good record. <laughs> it's all subjective, you know. Urban Outfitters. No, no uh, this is right. Well, actually, this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is objective. This is the right one. These yeah. are the tastemakers. Yeah, they um, know. Uh, better than Mets. Better than Andy Stott's luxury problems. It's I a mean, good one. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. what they. Wasn't that the the byline for the album? 
Yeah, five nothing's attack on memory. <laughs> better than Andy Stott looks. Yeah, that was in your press kit. Did you ever listen to Millie and Andrea? It was like Andy Stott and no. somebody else. They only put no, out one record. Not. It was like a little combo thing, but it was really, really good. Like, I'm going to need to check it. Weird techno record. But anyway. So I'm going to do a lightning. I just want to lightning <laughs> through these top top 10 here because it's a real a time capsule, obviously. Mm. So top it 10. Reminds we have, me of being a, a weed dealer in college. Yeah. <laughs> flashback. <laughs> we got Japan Droid Celebration Rock number 10. Nice. Number nine, Grizzly Bear Shields. Mm. Eight, that was Twin Shadow Confess. Seven Grimes Visions. Wow. Oh yeah. Damn. If you told me in 2012 that uh, Grimes would be famous for all the wrong reasons in eight years, I would be like, can't wait. Um, <laughs> six is Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. Hard to argue with that. Huge uh, album. Oh yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, Chromatics, Kill for Love, number five. Mm. Matthew E. White, Big Inner. I haven't heard that. I don't know what that is. Dude, that was a huge album when it came out. Uh, okay. Really? Matthew E. White, huge. Uh, All right. What's next? What's the E stand uh, for, dude? Okay, so top three, Frank Ocean, Channel Orange. Obvious. Okay. Obvious yeah, choice. Okay. Two, Beach House, Bloom. Also pretty obvious. And number one is Tame Impala, Lonerism. Wow. So oh, my God. That what is the ultimate, ultimate Urban Outfitters, Urban Outfitters record in my opinion right there yeah for sure that Lonerism? one i feel like beach oh. house it's very easy to shop to beach house <laughs> yeah. oh yeah <laughs> it really is it really is it just puts you in that that mood i'll buy anything it sure does yeah you're like oh i, I, want, some, I want something with polka dots on it for some reason not really sure why but i quit urban outfitters to go work at like the record store in orlando so i went from like the fake cool to like being able to sell like actually cool like albums because mm-hmm. urban outfitters sold cool records but they were very expensive until they were discounted which these are all good albums dude i listened to all these in 2012. right but they didn't they didn't that wasn't like Except for exactly e. everything they sold uh they had <laughs> a lot of stuff is. but when they discounted shit they made it like really inexpensive and then yeah. the employees got like 40 percent off of it but they treated like albums they treated like the vinyl there really shitty because the people that oh, work there bet aside from me, like didn't really understand. They just like threw boxes around and shit. So I feel like it was a real like gamble buying an album there. Every time you start talking about Urban Outfitters or the record store, it feels like a cue drop. Like you're about to give us some some knowledge <laughs> some deep about like some some vi- like the, well, you know, the dirty vinyl there. industry. That's, how it goes. Yeah, that's the that's the deep the deep uh yeah that I'll save it for therapy. But, for uh, sure, dude. <laughs> Wait, I thought this was your therapy, Jeff. It's it's half. This is like the Patreon episode of my therapy. Okay. Mm, um, but you know, like working there, it they had cool shit. Like I feel like I got like a Bonnie Prince Billy record for like five dollars, and like a Guided by Voices record for like five dollars. But when I moved to New York, I went into an Urban Outfitters like in the city. And I saw they have like a deal with Amoeba and Amoeba sends them like really sick used albums. Mm. So like I saw like a first pressing of like medicine, like a medicine shoegaze creation records record in there. And I'm like, man, the people that work here don't know shit about records. I just kind of want to like put like the... How do you know that? Do you interview them? 
they could be because it's like when you went to the see the Aubrey Plaza movie and you're like nobody here knows what's going on yeah yeah that's just how you feel like everywhere you go I just I feel like (laughs) the the amoeba deal happened like while these people already worked there, like they were just like retail employees. Like I've seen the inner workings of urban outfitters. Like they just get mm. pretty much, pretty much anybody, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's like specialized in anything. Mm. And they have, but like, New York could be a different you- thing, man. If you can make it there, you make it anywhere. That's true. Well, That's they say. my thing is I want to go in that. to, I want to go into the urban outfitters cause they're priced like appropriate to what they're what they are. Like, I feel like the medicine record was like $40, but then they have other used records in there that are like $6. And I mm. want to like swap the sleeves with the price shit. Yeah. Because if the people that work there don't know shit about records, that's like a pretty good opportunity to get some, some rare cuts for good prices. Talking about and some crimes, dude. I love I preemptively feel- admitting to crime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel- well, this was Jeff my plan is very open t- about uh, I mean, as long as making money off yeah. of working at the record store. This so. was my plan at the time, but you know, <laughs> fucking in real life shopping doesn't exist to me right now, so I'll never do it. And That's I don't true. even know. Yeah. Urban Outfitters hopefully goes out of business. Like, fuck them as a company in general. They're like kind of shitty. They like steal shit like designs from people like rip, oh, rip people yeah. off for like thousands of dollars so i don't i don't support them anyway and i wasn't treated <laughs> well when i worked there so fuck them in general just like mm. corporate except for their music their end of year music lists from 2012 uh, they don't list. tip either the, including that cloud list, nothings is is their one thing that they did well i would say that list is stacked that's why we brought it up it's the only yeah. thing we're talking about do mm-hmm. they still um, do they still make these lists I'm sure they do. I bet they do. They had, the 2015 one had a Holly Herndon album on it, which blows my mind. Whoa, that really? like they were they were on the Holly Herndon platform days. They were like, hell yeah. <laughs> who writes this <laughs> shit? Who who's like who are their like music journalists? You think it's like Shauna from from Menswear or something? I don't know. Yeah, dude. yeah it's probably or like. Or it's like, gotta be it's Robert, it's Robert. It's a. It's Robert Crisco. He's a commissioned by I, I had to sell like Crosley record players to people, and I felt bad. Ooh. I would always like. I'd be yeah, like, right. "Hey, look!" I'd be like, "Hey, look! You don't want to buy this? Like, go, go buy an Audio Technica. That's like the cheapest thing. That's not right. gonna like completely destroy all these like twenty five dollar albums you're buying. Like, do not buy yeah. this shit." <laughs> You know what? They, y'all they y'all so also bad. made it into the 2014 list as well, which is uh-huh. not rendering correctly because I think wow. it might have been on their Tumblr blog. Oh god. But that was uh that was here and nowhere else, which was a banger of an album. I used to listen to that on my Apple earbuds on the Ooh. bus in college, like really loud, because I kind of <laughs> want people to hear it a little bit and be like, hey, yeah. what are you listening to? It was the same time because it was like Major Arcana and come out the year before. Uh, yeah. And I would listen to that too. It was pretty much those two. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god! Shit, the 2011. We don't have to go back into this again, but the, yeah, we do. let me just say that the 2011 uh, uh-huh. list is even more potent. I would say. Let me check this mm. out. Top oh 25. Is that what you're looking yeah. at? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This Whoa. is this is giving me flashbacks right here. By the way, you beat Mac DeMarco again in 2014. Ooh. Thank God. A little rivalry <laughs> going there <laughs> on the Urban beat Outfitters end of year charts. And the only person person right after you was Aphex Twin. <laughs> so it was what? Cloud Nothings and then Aphex Twin. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's so pretty crazy. I'm sure, like, I'm sure the Pitchfork list that year was probably pretty similar. 
Yeah, I'd imagine. Probably. 2011's funny on here. You're right. Yeah. 2011's a It's really a real time one. capsule for sure. This is stuff I haven't thought about in a minute. I know. <laughs> I feel like that's so 2012 was a big year because you had you had Channel Orange and Good Kid Mad City. And I feel like it just kind of did a, a little reset for everyone's brain. 2011, I don't even remember what was going on that year. Dude, let me let, let me listen for you. War on okay. Drugs, Slave Ambient, Bonnie Vare, oh self-titled, Huge. Girls, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Remember Girls? Yes. Dude, I, I haven't listened to that in a million years. That album is de- their, 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 their album called Album is really good. Mm, M83. M83, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. That big stupid That song? Yeah. James Blake, self-titled, Fleet Foxes. Atlas Sound, Ooh, shout out to Atlas that's Sound. That's a good album. I like Dude, that I album. love Atlas Sound. Yeah. This For is actually sure. the year I worked at Urban Outfitters. This is the year. There you go. Yeah, I bought, mm. I, I bought the <laughs> the War on Drugs album for like three dollars. Yeah, when I worked there, no one bought it. Tune Yards, Cults, Panda Bear, Toro y Moi, Cut wow. Copy, Real Estate, Youth Lagoon. Gang Gang Dance, who oh, we, wow. we talked about on the last episode. The Field, Washed Out, the ultimate 2011 band. Oh, yeah. This, this was Chill uh, Wave. This is the yeah. Chill Wave year. This is Chill Wave. Tori Moore and wave. Washed Out are on this list. Neon Indian. Well, the year broke. Yeah. Neon Indian. Uh, Likey Lai, A.A. Bondi, Kurt Vile, The Rapture, The Antlers, John Mouse, Balam. A cop? How do you say that? Yeah. A cab? It's Bala McCall. I'm conditioned to say A cab now. Anyway, got, yeah, that list is uh, pretty hardcore. No hip hop really on that list. No hip hop, but a lot of witch house. A lot of witch house. Witch house and chill wave. They were like, oh. uh, the next year, there, there must have been some uh, initiative to say, uh, we need more uh, not white people on this list. So we got to include some some other genres. We got to include cloud nothings. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we I got just like the band. The next, the next year is when like, like hip hop really broke into like the indie like journal, music journalism. Like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking back to like, like all the hipsters were getting into like odd future and stuff. Like that's why Frank right. Ocean got really f- popular. I think. Well, just at, well, and that channel orange record is really fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's great. Really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I remember like when I worked at the record store, I had like a channel orange, like air freshener, like promo item or whatever <laughs> hanging like in my sick. car. Even, yeah. even after the Damn. scent went away, it was what in my it car. Smell my like, dog? Orange. just smelled like, like air, freshener car scent like you know these like not pro- these music these music promo items are like so cheap mm. they're like oh, they're they like you wholesale know, if, for sure if, well it's like if someone pre-orders the record and they come to pick it up like the first five people that buy it get like the five mm-hmm. promo items that the record label sends to. like when major arcana came out uh, i worked at the store and i bought it and it came with like we talked about it with speedy i think uh with sadie the um it was like a fish Oh like uh, yeah, the little like wit, the thing that curves the curly fish. Like cur- yeah, <laughs> it was like a fish, like, oh, like one yeah. of those like Asian Asian it's like a like, fortune toy. teller thing or something. Yeah, pa- pa- yeah. paper toy thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got a bunch of cool items, like, and then we had like back stock of shit that like they just got like a bunch of like I remember I got like this cool mountain goats tape that came with one of the albums that was like demos. It's like worth mad money now. There you cool go. shit. Yeah. Promo, pro, promo items are sick. They um, are. We made a Rubik's Cube with one of our records. Ooh, I forget that's which one, sick. but it came that's with bad. a Rubik's Damn. Cube. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'm a Cuber. I'll admit it. Are you a Cuber? 
I can do a Rubik's cube. Wow, I can't. You can just do it. You yeah, can just it's pick all one algorithms, it. baby. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's algorithmic. <laughs> like, yeah, I watched. I remember seeing this this dude on the train do it. Like he was like practicing, like yeah. without looking, and he was like doing it, like just looking straight, trying to like do it yes. really quick. And then some guy walked by and he was smoking a blunt in the train and it was yeah, like, no. and I was, I was filming it and Serena, my partner was like, yo, stop filming. Like people like do cr- like shit, crazy shit on the train. Like there are people that are like violent, like nobody want is if somebody sees you filming them doing something illegal, they're going to like fuck you up. And I got like nervous and turned my phone off. If someone but, sees uh, you filming someone cubing, cubing. Yeah. get your ass. <laughs> yo. <laughs> we'll see he was probably training for some speed record or something yeah he was just looking for a There's fight also- <laughs> like who's gonna film yeah that? he's Let's like see. i dare someone to film me. me yeah i did Dude, yeah i twist you I around mean, shit, ha- shit has got crazy during the pandemic like there are like people are getting pushed on the train tracks and shit that's what i heard is that true is that nice. like a common occurrence now that seems it's, ha- it's happening like a couple times a week. It seems in the what? news. I'm like, Jeez, I haven't heard of that. Like someone, you watch someone the got news? pushed at the, at the union. Well, you know, I'm watching like election shit. So like, it's like Still? all the new- other news. Sh- I'm just curious to see what fucking <laughs> is ha- like Trump is saying, like, dude, that is going I saw, dog, I saw Trump played a tiny desk concert. That, the other that day. Tiny oh, yeah. Table, <laughs> yeah. Dude, Someone needs and, to make NPR that NPR is running like out of guests, desk. I guess. I don't know. Dude, I'm going to I'm gonna make that after this. This is the kind of shit desk. I have to talk <laughs> with my parents about on FaceTime. Like, I call them, they're like, do you see this, this, and this? And I'm like, absolutely Jeez. fucking not, Bob. To play, <laughs> video, to play Call of Duty Cold I'm War. I'm playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold for the past War. Few weeks. I'm leveling up my AUG. So, my parents just watch, like, Mystery Science Theater all day and stuff. So that's all they yeah. want to talk about. So it's great. I'll just talk to them about that. Yeah. That's a lot better than politics. But yeah, I don't my dad just keeps telling me to watch Kim's Convenience. My parents just told again. me to watch that too. Actually, yesterday is it nonstop? My, I don't know. I've never watched it. Every time I talk to him, he's like, "Did I tell you that, <laughs> like to watch this show, Kim's Convenience?" And I'm like, Dude, "We talked about it like two days ago." You told me. <laughs> it must just be on like the parent algorithm. Yeah, for it's the, on its yeah, season. It's on its fifth season. Yeah. What? And they're yeah, all good. <laughs> we're gonna have to deep. We're gonna have to deep dive into Kim's convenience. Guess we. Guess we. Next to. side pod. Uh-huh. Check that out. Kim's convenience. I got a lot. I got a lot on my plate right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure do, man. But, you gotta uh, finish that Saved by the Bell and get working on it. We're almost done. I have to unsubscribe from Peacock because I don't. I don't mm. need to pay. It's five dollars a week. So even if they charge me, I'm not like locked in that heavy but you should you them. should keep you know it what i mean you should keep it you think? i think so yeah, you, you seem like it. a peacock you know you never know what's on you never know that's true yeah. that's true you gotta keep it i should uh <laughs> i'm definitely well we'll see if aubrey plaza like tips me next time mm. i work in that industry if it ever happens again maybe we'll see if it was worth it to uh to splurge on the arts mm-hmm. just on like arts. just tweet mm. tweet at her ask if she yeah. tips maybe do you tip? Send her, send her <laughs> a Venmo request. <laughs> hey, like, hey, you hey, forgot Aubrey, to tip me. Tip? Yeah. Dude. She, actually, you uh, know what? I don't know if I like her because she hopped on the stupid celebrity train of making like conceding jokes. I saw so many people make stupid jokes about like, I won't concede and like something stupid. She uh-huh. was like, I won't concede oh, most famous that? Delaware resident to Joe Biden. It's like, ha that's so funny. 
And the rock said that's, he wouldn't concede something to somebody. It's just like people. Uh, making, I don't. I don't like the conceding jokes. It's not funny. It's, is that a thing? It's I saw. I for a little bit. I was seeing a bunch of conceding jokes. Oh damn! And I just wasn't into it. I don't need a bunch of celebrities making jokes about conceding. Yeah. So Aubrey Plaza actually, I've taken a one eighty. I don't like celebrities. Her should be should have one tweet a day, and that's it. And they have to spend it wisely. <laughs> that's my opinion how do, and, how do you define no celebrity portrait, no portrait facing videos either you're not allowed to yeah, make videos with a portrait illegal. camera and make a, a black and white montage on it yeah. about racism or something um, how do I define celebrity uh, whoever I decide is a celebrity I am yeah. the gatekeeper accurate me personally interesting interesting yep. interesting. I will, I will provide a- the service for free and invoice twitter for my hours there should be a lower like it. character count yeah, they should not be allowed to <laughs> yeah. say as much as other people. Yeah, they 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 go back to 140 characters. <laughs> yeah. and they get one. You should hit up. You got to hit up Jack. You got to get I in know. with Jack. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Starting to, he's starting happen. to look like a black metal musician with that beard. Have you guys? Yeah, seen he kind of is. He, yeah, he's yeah, he's cool. <laughs> 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 he's so cool now. Him and Mark get like uh, interrogated. Uh, and like Jack's name just says Jack at the top, and then Mark says Mark Zuckerberg, like yeah. for their Zoom names. It's insane. <laughs> he's, he's going uh, mononymous. Is that the term when you just go by one name? Mm. Insane. I think so. I don't know, man. I, I would love to see like a, a Jack Mark celebrity deathmatch fight. I think that didn't should they, happen. Didn't yeah. they have a celebrity deathmatch from Mark Zuckerberg back in the Did early they? days? I know they br- they brought back celebrity deathmatch. In the time span where Mark Zuckerberg could have been one, yeah. Well, he, got, he had like a year. He had a year where he got really into like hunting and killing all of his own food. <laughs> so oh, maybe it was maybe it was yeah, during that right. year. I yeah, forgot about his, that. Like, Joe was that Rogan when years. he did that? Yeah, he did that barbecue video where he's like talking yeah, about the smoked meats, <laughs> smoking sweet, meats. sweet baby rays. That's a classic. Sweet baby rays. By, by the way, I saw this video recommended to me on YouTube, uh, and it was pretty good. It was like this new Trey Parker video where they do deep fakes. It's like Trey Parker and Matt Stone, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's all deep fakes. And they they have like Mark Zuckerberg as like a Dustin. Diamond. I want to say he's like. He's like, no, like every time they cut to a commercial, it's like a fake show. It's like Mark Zuckerberg selling something Mm -hmm. and it's like, come on down to this. I'm trying to remember what they make him sell, but it's ridiculous. And they do Trump and they just, the deep, they're like really good deep fakes where it looks just like them. It's pretty Mm -hmm. funny. I got to remember the name of it, Mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. Y'all will find it. Parker. We've been running this thing for a while. We gotta. We're spending a lot of money on tape right here. <laughs> yeah, this is all analog. Yeah, yeah this is all analog, analog. multi-channel. Uh, yeah, they're letting us use their tape, those, but uh, they're, they're the billing us cares. for it. So we, we're yeah. actually we're, we're at it. Steve Albini's studio right now. So I was gonna he's, say we're, he's on the we're clock. Sending the, we're sending the tape to Steve to yeah. to fin- put the finishing touches on. He, yeah. he's gonna record the percussion in another room with a bunch of microphones. Right, mm-hmm. that's gonna go underneath. That's sick. So, uh, yeah, dude, we asked him where, like, where we should get the record mastered, and he was like, "Well, mm-hmm. there's Chicago mastering, which is like Bob Weston's place, like his like uh-huh. buddy." And then he was like, "The only other ones I can recommend are." Abbey Road, <laughs> and then he and he's like, uh-huh. and someone is building one in uh, Winnipeg, uh, Canada. 
and that'll be, wow. that'll be a pretty good place to get it mastered. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> yeah, those are the only those places. The only good mastering studios? Yeah, just those three. Wow. He's like, your so, choice, your choice is the guy only... from Fleetwood Mac or it's Abbey Road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, you're throwing this shit away. <laughs> It only confirms to me that he did not compile the Urban Outfitters best of lists. He certainly did not. Yeah. He's, he's a little more concise. (laughs) He's a minimalist. That's so funny. uh, Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, everything? This is coming out so we can put it on the end of it. What's, uh, what's what's the releases looking like? Let me tell you while I look it up. Plug it up. (laughs) Yeah. I want to say February. The stars, they're just like us. They have to look up their re- their own release dates. Yeah. Give me that celebrity Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. February 26th, 2021. There you go. Yeah. The Shadow oh, I yeah. Remember, New Cloud Nothing's album. Finds the and group reuniting with Steve Albini. There you go. Mm. That's, that's it. There, there it is. Yeah. And then where that's are you guys the doing the, the EPs at? The like once a week EP thing. Oh, those are coming up on Bandcamp, yeah, and they're just recorded a guitar going direct into a computer (laughs) and drums, yeah. So Mm. you got to keep us posted on those uh, free jazz collab type deals that you were making. Oh, I will actually. I'll send you those whenever that's done. Because yeah, we there's someone who runs like a black metal label in Arkansas who hit us up and was like, I want to put out your next free chess record. Like, Let's go. Okay. That rules. <laughs> yeah. I guess, so sick. Yeah. So that's the next one. I don't know when that will be exactly, but yeah. Sick. Hell yeah. All right. Awesome, Dog, we'll put well, links and everything at the end, but thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank, yeah, thank you guys. You. It was fun. Dude, enjoy the PS5. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stoked on it, man. <laughs> I wish I was doing that. You're just you're if just anyone wants uh, <laughs> if anyone wants Jacob's address and the times at their home, yeah. uh, send me a DM and I'll let you know. So you it's can all day uh, every tr- day. You can play times the PS5 for yourself. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it a Patreon tier where we, <laughs> the doc the docs Jacob tier. I give you a Real key to though? Jacob's apartment. If Dylan, if you want to know month. my process, I am excellent at scoring electronics online. So if you're really wanting one, just let me know. I'll give you the deets, the insider okay. secrets. Yeah. Do you not want to deliver this over the whole podcast? Yeah. The big thing. Okay. So here's the big thing. You got to <laughs> use the apps. You don't use your computer. You don't use a website. You use the applications. So for example, Best Buy, you use the Best Buy app. The thing with the Best Buy app is it'll kind of hold it in your cart a little bit and you can like spam add to cart and it won't like do anything weird where it's refreshing. So as soon as it pops up on Best Buy, you just take your thumb and you just slam that add to cart button. Like Mario, as much as you Mario can. party mode. You're like, it's going to tell you, button. it's going to tell you it's out of stock like six or seven times. And you're still going to be able to get through it because people give up. But if you don't give up, you keep pressing that shit as fast as possible. Secured. That's good to know. Yeah. To not give the secrets away. You'll start like slowly playing a cloud, nothing song in the background and it gets louder and louder. And when Jacob's yeah. giving away the actual yeah. secret, it drowns out our voices and then fades away. Yes. Okay. That's how, that's that's how it's going to get that's excellent incredible. at the end of the app. I'm actually downloading <laughs> the best buy app right this moment. <laughs> yeah, you got to, it's the way to do it. It's the way I'm, to I'm do it. it this app is, and this episode is sponsored by Best Buy as well. Thank best you, Best Buy. buy. Yeah, thank you, Peacock. Best, best Buy. Thank you, Peacock. Best, best Buy. buy. You hate another. I had a lot of issues. I bought, I bought an OLED TV from Best Buy last year. And then 
I, uh, I moved and I booked them to like help me move and mount the TV. And they like charged me for all of it. And then they like went back and were like, we don't do that. And then I had to call like Damn. a bunch of corporate people and like it was long story short, deal. Jeff killed a couple of Best, Buy, Best Buy. I hate I hate Best Buy. Fuck Best Buy. But I do <laughs> but also, have the Best Buy app. I do have shop the app, at Best Buy. I do Get have a Best app. Buy credit card. Um, and with a with elite member status, you actually can get uh, benefits such as next day shipping and uh, a five dollar gift certificate uh, after every amount of money you spend. So mm-hmm. Best Buy after app, every give amount. It a, <laughs> give it a check. <laughs> give it a check. Uh, yeah, I don't endorse. I don't endorse this uh, this sponsorship, but that's great. The rest dude. of the podcast stands behind it. Okay, cool. All right, also, fu- <laughs> thanks again, Doug. Oh uh, yeah, thanks guys. All right, bye. All right, see you.